here to sugarcoat I'm sorry about you Too much shelter causes pain Let's just be real honest Things are gonna knock you down Avoidance will not help you out Let's talk it through you, me and you Let's keep it real honest Hi, welcome back to my podcast. Um, we are doing a story behind the song today because I'm trying to be consistent and I ran out of time. So for those of you that hate these, feel free to skip this. I do look at my analytics. I know that you guys don't care to hear songs that I wrote a million years ago, but it is currently 7.30 p.m. on Tuesday night and I'm trying to get this live 6 a.m. tomorrow and these are just really easy for me to do. So, um, without further ado, we're gonna listen to a little ditty that I wrote in high school called Don't Take My Heart. And we have another example of an acoustic version and then a very dramatic garage band version. Um, so I'll play the first one and then talk you through the lyrics that I'm sure are terrible. I haven't listened to this song in a while. Um, and then the dramatic version because it's fun for me. I forgot I actually played guitar in the acoustic version. <laughs>
I do like that guitar. For the five of you that actually like listening to these, um, I hope you enjoyed the little snippets of commentary that I sprinkle in there to give you a little taste of like, this is the shit that Cameron has to deal with all the time. Like anytime I get an idea, he gets like 17 voice notes for me of me being like, Ooh, I had an idea. And I'll just like hum like the, a piece of a melody. And then I'll be like, here it is with the lyric here. It is with something else. But I like talk through the whole thing and he usually doesn't have time to listen to it until the song's done anyway. So I don't know why I bother. Um, but it's fun. (laughs) So let's see setting the timeline of this song. I, I assume that I wrote this my sophomore year of high school when I was 16, because that's the only year of high school that I was single. (laughs) So I have to have written it then because this wasn't written for a boyfriend. So this was written for Joe, which if anyone listened to the last story behind the song, I introduced Joe to you. Me and Joe and Cameron had a love triangle of sorts. (laughs) Um, So this would have been after I dated Cameron but before I dated the next guy, I never dated Joe. <laughs> so if I was 16, does that, does me being 16 make it better or worse? <laughs> Truly, I don't know. Um, okay, let's dive into the nightmare of these lyrics. I just had to listen to it back to write down the lyrics to do this, and I am in so much pain. So I hope one person out there is enjoying this. Um, Okay, so verse one, it's a dark and lonely night. That's how I feel without you by my side. He was never by my side for me (laughs) to be sad when he was. Oh my gosh. Um, I think this just rhymed. Yeah, I I mean, I'm sure I was sad. I was sad because I loved him and he didn't love me back. But I mean, he he was never by my side and I wasn't like totally depressed that year. So I'm like, "Mm, it's a little dramatic. When you are next to me, everything's okay exactly as it should be. Yeah, I can see that, like, a 16-year-old that, like, we weren't together often, but, like, yeah, when we were together and he would, like, look at me or hold my hand and I felt so special because when you're 16 and someone tells you he loves you, you're going to believe him. Um, It's 15, but for those that don't know the reference, it's fine. So let's see. (laughs) Everything's okay exactly as it should be. But when you leave me all alone and the lights go out and the room gets cold, this has to have been about my 16th birthday. It has to. Like, I literally can't think of anything else. So for my sweet 16, I had this party and I was obsessed (laughs) with Joe. And I mean, look, I was obsessed with him like since I was a small child and he knew and loved it and just, it is what it is. But he recorded a video, this video, it's, it's still there. You can still find it. It's like seven minutes long, posted it to my Facebook wall to say, like held up my invitation that had a very adorable picture of like four-year-old me on it. And he was like, so I got this invitation in the mail the other day, cute picture, by the way somebody is turning 16. Like, I guess I might pull up. I'm going to have to wish somebody a happy birthday. Like, you know, and it's just like, first of all, he was 17. So it's not even like he was so significantly older than me. And I was like this child that was obsessed with him, but that's how he treated me. But I digress. 
he made a big deal about like that he was going to make an appearance at my party. So I am at my party and he is not. And I am so sad. I am like crying in a corner and Cameron is calling him like every hour. Like, dude, this is the only thing she wants for her birthday. Like if you like literally show up for two seconds, just like walk in, tell her happy birthday, give her a hug and then leave. Like you don't have to stay. She just has to see you for two seconds. And like he could not have cared less. I don't know what he was doing. I don't care what he was doing. But of course, you know, being 16, all my friends are like, why don't you and Cameron just get back together? (laughs) Because he's here for you. And he's trying so hard to get this other guy here that you love. Like you should just love him. So of course I end the birthday party like Cameron, let's just get back together. And he's like, no, you don't want that. Shut up. Yeah, it was, you know, the things that like the way that your friends just like run your entire relationship life when you're in high school is wild. But I think that's what I was referring to when I was like, (laughs) when you leave me all alone and the lights go out, like I just was so sad that you like said you were coming to my party and you didn't. (sighs) Let's see, continuing on to the chorus. So I ask you, don't take my heart if you don't really want it with you. Don't take my heart if you won't protect it. Ooh. Ooh, rhymes with you. Oh, kill me. Just let me find someone who will. If you're not gonna love it, don't take my heart. This is actually pretty cute. And I'm like fine with this for 16-year-old me because there was a lot of like, when I was dating Cameron, Joe would constantly call me like, you don't want to date Cameron. Like, you want to date me. But then when I was single and I was like, Joe, let's just fall in love. He was like, no. And then there was like, he wanted to date my sister. And it was just this big like game. And so I do like that I had the wherewithal to say like, if you don't actually want to be with me, like leave me alone and like, let me go find someone else. Like that was pretty, that was pretty grown up of me. I never said that to him. He never heard this song. So Maybe it was not grown up of me, but in the like processing my feelings through song, like it's kind of cute. Okay, I'm here for it. Verse two, you said you wanted me always and forever. He, I have no recollection of him ever saying that. I low-key wish that we were still friends so I could ask him because I, I cannot imagine that he ever said that to me. <laughs> So I don't know if I was just being dramatic or if I just wanted to put always and forever in a song because it's in so many songs and scripts or whatever. And I am not original. I don't know. Guess your mama never taught you that actions speak louder than words. That's just in there because I knew his mom and I thought it was a a nice little diss. (laughs) I don't know. I loved you with all my heart. I gave you everything. You meant the world to me did not give him everything, didn't really give him a whole lot more than time. (laughs) So I definitely, I spent many a night like on the phone with him or texting him. So, you know, I guess like I didn't have much more to give in high school anyway. So, you know, at this point, if I were to say I gave you everything, it's going to mean a whole lot more than that. So... I guess in my 16 year old brain, 
I did give him everything. I decided to marry him when I was seven and <laughs> I don't know. I remember when you walked away and I needed you to stay. I think that that is in reference to there was like a weird day that he followed me home from church. I don't fully remember what happened, but like, I think we like saw each other at church and he like stared at me from across the room, but like wouldn't speak to me or something weird. And so then after church, he like texted me and was like, Hey, let's talk. And I was like, we're in the same building. Like, do not text me, like walk over here and talk to me like a grown up. <laughs> like, what's happening. And he didn't want to for whatever reason. So So my sisters were driving home from, they were driving me home from church and he starts following us and they start making a big deal out of it. And they're like, why is, why is he following us? Like, why is he following us? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. It like becomes this big thing. And I am like getting very emotional. Um, And so I like, I have my sister like stop the car when we're like halfway to my parents' house, which my parents are like seven, six or seven houses into the neighborhood. It's not far, you know, it's like we were, we were basically home, (laughs) but I was just so annoyed with them teasing me or whatever they were saying about him following us that I got out of the car and I was like, I'm going to walk the last three houses (laughs) to mom and dad's. And then he's, so he's driving slows, slows his truck down, like really, really slow next to me. And he's like, he's like, get in the car, Samantha. Like, I I know y'all have seen this happen on TV and I shit you not. This is real life. This actually happened to me. I have had so many movie moments with men. I cannot even, well, this is, he was a boy at the time. I have had so many movie moments with romantic interests. Like you cannot make this shit up, but yeah. So he's like, he's like, he's like, get in the car. I'm like, I'm not getting in the car. He's like, get in the car. I'm like, I'm not getting in the car. So I'm like standing in the street, like yelling at him. I don't actually remember if I got in the car or not. I don't remember if I got in the car and we screamed at each other there. Um, or if he just, drove next to me while I walked home and then we yelled at each other in my parents' driveway. Um, one of those, one of those two things happened and then we got in a whole fight and I was crying and cause he was also like my best friend. Like we talked every day. Like he was one of my very best friends and I was just like, I really don't care. Like if we never date, but like, I just want you to stop toying with me. Like, can you just come out and say that like, you don't want to be with me? And he always, he always had these excuses. He'd be like, I want to be with you, but I'm just worried that like, if we don't stay together forever, it's going to like mess up our mom's friendship or something. And so like, if we date, like we have to like really seriously like date forever. And like, I just don't know if we want to do that. Or it would be like, you love Cameron more than me. So like, whatever. And I'm like, okay, but I dated Cameron and the whole time I was dating him, you were like begging me to break up with him so that I could be with you. So like, what's wrong with you? There were just like so many like problems. And I was just like crying. And he was like, I'm going to go home. (laughs) I was like, okay. And he just leaves me there in my parents' driveway, just crying. So yeah, I think that's what I was referring to when I said you walked away and I needed you to stay. But like, praise God, because if he had stayed, would have been tragic. Okay, I think we're going into the bridge now. Now that you're gone, I know I shouldn't want you back, but somehow my heart still wants yours. So I'll offer it just one last time. But baby, please be sure. (laughs) 
uh, I would love to say that like that was the end of like our the push and pull but I mean it literally it literally went on until like many years after college (laughs) it's just like not that I was like sadly pining away for Joe my entire life like I dated so many other people and I never dated him but it was just like whenever we were both single and in town he would find a way he would just like worm his way back in you know it's kind of like any time that I shouldn't say any time because I can't assume that like everybody is the same as me but so when I go through a breakup And then there's like a long period of time after the breakup that I'm single and then I start to feel really lonely and I'm like, nobody loves me. You know, I'm feeling like nobody loves me. I'll never date again. Woe is me. Boo hoo, boo hoo, boo hoo. And that's when the devil like creeps into my mind and is like, you know who used to love you? And it just goes through all my exes. And it's like, he used to love me. He used to love me. He used to love me. Maybe they'll love me again. And like, that's when you're like late night texting all the exes because you're like, you just need some validation. I think that's what Joe was going through. Like, I think he was trying to date other people and it was never working out because he's just a dick. But then in the back of his mind, he would always be like, well, Samantha used to love me. Maybe she'll love me again. Um, And I wasn't in therapy yet, so I (laughs) couldn't escape. I'm pretty sure that's the whole song. I think it just goes into the chorus again after that. Um, I think this is an upgrade from No More Pretending uh, in terms of musicality. But um, when it comes to the lyrics are like, I mean, they're telling a story. They're not telling a good story. They're not telling specifics. Like the thing that I really loved about um, Situationship Guy from a couple months ago was that like the EP that I wrote for him, which like I'll get to it, you guys, I'll get to it, don't worry. Cause I, I know there I know there are five of you that like really want to hear that. Not the whole not the whole thing, but I'll get to a few more songs from that eventually. Part of what I loved about creating that is that the lyrics are so specific to him and us that like it's impossible to listen to that song and not think of like an exact moment that we shared together. I mean, it's not great for him, but it's not like he's listening to the songs back. Like I listen to them back because I think they're great. Like, honestly, I have all my songs from high school. I have written in a notebook where I wrote out like the guitar chords and all that stuff so I could remember it. And all of them are like, this one's called like, don't take my heart, parenthesis, Joe's song, (laughs) parenthesis. And at some point I went through and I wrote like whose song it was because I couldn't remember. (laughs) And I was like scrolling back through and it's like, they're all so generic. They could be about anyone. So I had to start writing down like when I wrote the song and who I wrote it about. And I would like journal in the notebook um, around the song lyrics, like what I was feeling and what I was thinking. So like I had to look through that a little bit like before recording this because I'm just like, hmm, which <laughs> which sad boy was this one? 
Side note, if you don't journal, I highly recommend journaling because if nothing else, when you go back and like read through all your thoughts and feelings, the last time you had a similar feeling, like every time I go through a heartbreak and I feel like it's the end of the world, I'm like, ah, I've been through this a million times. It's never the end of the world. Yeah, that's something I do like. I think this will be fun if I ever have children or even like, I don't even have to share this with a kid. Like this could just be for me. Like when I'm old and I want to remember all this stuff and like walk down memory lane, it's like now I have a podcast that I can just hit play on and just see the trajectory of the sad music that I wrote when I was 16 versus the sad music that I wrote when I was 30. (laughs) But the sad music that I wrote when I was 30 is good. Like I like it a lot. And that's going to be another thing because like now just like listening back to these songs, like I hate them. (laughs) Like so, so much of this makes me cringe. And it's not just the fact that like the sound quality is terrible and you know, like it's so much of it is flat and like playing wrong notes on the guitar and like that stuff drives me insane. But overall, it's like, I remember writing it and recording it and being so proud of it. And that's how I feel right now about the songs that I just wrote a couple months ago. And that's part of why I'm like waiting a bit before I share them because I'm kind of scared that like the more I listen to them and the more people I'll share them with, then they're going to become like this. It's going to just be like another thing that I created that I now think is shit. Um, and I'm, I love how much I love my newer songs and I hope that I will love them forever or at least love them for a long time because I used to love this song. (laughs) I used to think this song was good. So that's just like hurting my heart to know that like I thought it was good. But anyways, here is the, um, sorry, I'm dropping things. Here is the, (laughs) the studio version of Don't Take My Heart. Brace yourselves, it's very dramatic. It's a dark and lonely night. That's how I feel without you by my side. When you are next to me, everything's okay exactly as it should be.
的拼了。Okay, I actually don't hate that at all. I kind of love that musically. I mean, the lyrics are shit. <laughs> there's, there's nothing you can do with these lyrics. But I wish I still had that track because I would keep that and just write something better and re-record it. I could recreate it, but it would take so long. Um. Anyways, that is the story behind the song of "Don't Take My Heart" by 16-year-old Baby Samantha. Running out of time here, so I'm gonna skip the hard conversation of the week. Movie, movie, TV thing. Um, okay, so all I have watched in the recent days is the first season and a half of The Vampire Diaries, which is my absolute favorite show in high school, and I still love it so, so, so much. Even though I was watching it with one of my really good friends who's a Team Damon fan. Everyone is a Team Damon fan. It makes literally no sense. The man is an actual serial killer and a sociopath. And like being attractive does not mean that you should date someone. But then again, hey, I'm sitting here recording a podcast about a song that I wrote about a boy that I loved because he was attractive. That's literally all that Joe ever had going for him is that he was really attractive. So maybe being attractive is a reason to try to date someone. I don't know. So far, The Vampire Diaries is still holding my attention. So there's so many like twists and turns that I can't even remember them all. And me and my friend were sitting there watching it like, is this when that happens? Like, no, I think that's season four. Like, oh, what happens now? Like, we're getting like, which characters come in which season? Like, can't figure it out. Very, very fun. Highly recommend. As you guys can tell, I'm just rewatching everything right now, except Grey's. I am watching Grey's for the first time, but Grey's is still like from forever ago. I'm very into like all the shows from the 2000s right now. Um, let's see, what's something new that I'm watching? Gen V, Prime Video, The Boys spinoff. 10 out of 10, love it. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate that you all sit every week for 30 minutes to an hour and listen to me talk or sing. Um, that's really cool. And I appreciate it a lot. Feel free to leave a rating or review unless you hated it. But if you hated it, I would think that you didn't make it to the end of the episode. And I will do my very, very best to carve out some time this weekend to record some more episodes so that I don't have another super rushed last minute story behind the song that you don't care about. Um, anyways, thanks again for listening. Talk to you next week. I'm not here to sugarcoat, I'm sorry about you. Too much shelter causes pain, let's just be real honest. Things are gonna knock you down, avoidance will not help you out. Let's talk it through, you me and you, let's keep it real honest.